Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you, as always, for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I am Dave McBride, and joining me here in the Radio Harambe studios is Safari Mike. Mike, this is episode 90. Uh-oh, we're getting close to, what are we going to do for episode 100? Well, that's, the, that's our last episode. Our, oh, okay, all right. So we only have 10 left. We only have 10 left. Only that's 10 it. left. There's a lot i got to cover. you got a lot to do in the next 10 episodes. Uh, so uh, what we wanted to do today, as, as we mentioned to you last time, um, you know, uh, episodes are going to be sporadic in the summer due to our uh, vacation schedules and all that kind of stuff. I'm and, going to Disney in a couple of weeks. Yep. So we're going to try our best to uh, get another one in before then, but we have a little bit of a uh, some, some scheduling conflicts. Hopefully after uh, Mike gets back, we'll be kind of in a more of a regular schedule when the summer's over. Uh, but we definitely wanted to jump in here and do sort of a news rundown. Um, certainly give you all the news stories from the uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. And as always, Mike likes to uh, ha- get me in trouble for my opinions on some of the other things that are going on in Walt Disney World. But let's start at Disney's Animal Kingdom. We'll begin at Tiffin's. Which we spoke about in the last show because I actually uh, walked in there but didn't eat. And I believe that you have a reservation for Tiffin's. I do. All right. So you recently switched it to a lunch reservation. And they've already changed the menu. It's only been open for about a few weeks here. Well, that's not entirely fair. They just added some stuff to the lunch. Hamburgers? No. (laughs) French fries? No. No, do you want me to tell you what they've... Corn dogs? They've, they've added a light bites menu. Right, which, with bread service. And, yeah, right, yeah. it has bread service. It has some of the stuff that was already on the menu, but um, whatever. I mean, for example, they had a lobster popcorn Thai curry soup was already on the menu, um, and they just moved it to this light bites. But right. the real interesting thing is... The taste of Tiffin's. This was cool. I, I like this. Explain this. Is what this. I'm planning on getting. Yeah. It. So basically, they've taken. You could take two of their entree type things, which generally speaking were about, you know, thirty-five to fifty dollars, because it was a it's a um, a, uh, a signature dining experience. Right. You could take two of them, and you get some rice. Basically, a taste of a couple of the items, and that is in most of the ones that are on there, including the 72-hour beef short rib, the market vegetable curry, the marinated grilled octopus, which I know you're looking forward to trying, Mm -hmm. uh, black-eyed pea fritters, pork tamale, you know, a couple of other things like that. So so now you can go there and try. And it's $28. $28 for for For, that. For sort of two half-size portions of... I suspect probably it's even prob- less than half probably size more like portions. third size yeah. portions and then a, a side of some kind a rice right it's a, it's a rice blend. so that's a good idea I mean at least it gives you the opportunity to taste something I mean it's it's and, uh, a, a restaurant that's uh right you know expensive enough where you wouldn't be going there every time so you get a chance to kind of sure. get a little bit more out of the, your your experience there uh, I'm excited to see what you think I mean I, I, I you know it'd be nice to have somebody uh, you know some 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 first person account. There's a few Tiffin's. seafood items, which uh, uh, for people of the show who might not know this, I don't eat seafood. However, I'm interested to try the short rib, maybe the vegetable curry, maybe the pork. I'm not sure. So we will, uh, we'll see. I'll have, yeah. to, I'll have to decide. Cool. Um, on to the next story. And this is about fuel rods. Now, this is something, Mike, that I didn't even know existed. Me neither until, until this story this, yeah. came around. Um, it's happening at the Animal Kingdom. It's also happening at everywhere else um basically what a fuel rod is is a portable charger for your phone correct right right so you go it's basically just like a but a really good portable charger right almost like a vending machine and it's uh thirty dollars 
It's at the Island Mercantile, I think. In Animal Kingdom, yeah. it's at the Island Mercantile. There's spots in each of the park. There might be more than one at the Magic Kingdom, and there's also a Disney Springs one. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, basically, for $30, you buy a fuel rod and a cable, which you can then, on the go, it's a small little thing, uh, charger. Well, yeah, batteries are small. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I have a portable charger that's a lot bigger than this. Right. Um, and you can... You know, carry it around and charge it wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. This way, you're not mm-hmm. at some sort of charging station. And but the and according to this, it, it has about eight hours of charge for your phone, about four hours of charging for your tablets. But even if you use it up, um, and you could you know go to a charging you know back at your room, you could charge the fuel rod, you know, fill it up, and it'll be ready for the next day. But if you um, use it all in the park, you could go to back to the fuel rod kiosk and exchange the depleted one for a fresh brand spanking new one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I've heard, I've, my understanding is these are, um, obviously Disney did not invent these. Fuel rods are found throughout the, right. throughout the country. It's cheaper everywhere else, but Disney is more like 20 uh, bucks of elsewhere. Course, of course. But it's 30 bucks here. Oh, so, so it's a, a lot of people do have an issue with, um, the phone being charged. I mean, you're you're in the parks for a long time. You're using it for everything under the sun. Well, now I mean, they make you do use it for everything. Yeah, I mean everything under the sun. So you definitely burn your battery pretty quickly there. And some of certainly if you've got an older phone, uh, some of those batteries kind of go out pretty fast. I, I personally and and purposely don't use it for taking photos or anything like that when I'm there because I, I usually bring a camera with me for just this reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and because it, it, it tends to really kill the phone. Um, but anyway, so that's a neat little. Uh, Overpriced uh, <laughs> option. It's not a for bad you. thing. Um, I mean, it's not. I mean, if you go to an airport, I guess you're spending like twenty to twenty-five bucks instead of thirty. It's not really all that crazy, right? So, are we? So, let's move on to the next story. Sure. Um, and this is one. I mean, obviously, we knew, or, or I knew, from the moment I saw the lines and the crowds at the amphitheater for the Jungle Book show that there was going to probably be changes to the way this was being loaded and how this was being done. And uh, obviously, that's going to happen sooner than later. And there, it looks like there's a new opening procedure for the Jungle Book. Um, for they're testing it, they're they're testing it, and basically, what they're doing is not opening it up. You know, hours in advance right. for people to sit there. It's only twenty minutes in. Advance. Only twenty minutes in advance. Right. You got to be on a line or something like that. I guess. I guess. I guess you'll have to wait on the line for twenty minutes. The testing has since stopped since we reported this at the beginning. Right. But I anticipate this is the second time they've tried this, so this might be in the near future. This might be the way they're going to do it. I, I I've never seen the benefit uh, unless you just want to get people off the road. Right, which is the benefit there for sure. Right, sure. You know, um, it's I've not never, like Fantasmic where the theater's off on its off own. Off on its own. Cares? Yeah, and the people can stand on line right. there for as long as they want, and you would never even know they're there. Or if you, you sit in the theater for as long as they the want. As long as you want. Right. Yeah, but here it's a different story, and it's you know it's so it's not. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll report on that more if um, you know if these changes become permanent. Uh, another story we have, and this is this is what I'm really excited about. Are you now? Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> is coming to Rafiki's. I say, I say, Mike. I'm going to be going to the affection station. That's true. Fashion section. It's Foghorn Leghorn. I know. Tell them all about it. <laughs> well, there are three new types of, I guess, for lack of a better term, poultry. Yeah. At uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch, which not not and ones to eat. No. <laughs> um, over in the affection section, where you get to uh, mingle with domesticated animals, there are three. Mingle. Yeah, well, that's. There are three rare um, types of chickens. The Americana, I guess, is that's Americana. I don't know how you pronounce that. Chickens, silver, as Dave was talking about, leghorn chickens, and naked neck turkins, which they used to think were actually a, some sort of cross between turkeys yeah. and chickens. Yeah. But they are actually chickens. The leghorn chickens, as Dave uh, was talking about, are. Heritage breeds, that means they go back for a long way and they're trying to save this type of domesticated animal. A lot of the animals at the affection section are rare or heritage breed of domestic animals that are somewhat endangered. So, you know, these are some new critters over at Rafiki's. Who knew that Foghorn Leghorn (laughs) 
I mean, all these years, I looked at I looked at Foghorn Leghorn, and he was based. That name came off a real breed of chicken. Are you going to do I the impression know again? That I say, I say, Mike, keep these I'll feathered say, uh, numbers for just such an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's that's that. And finally, in the local news, there's not much local news, and there's not much kind of news in general in the there's summer. Some, there's some decent uh, world news, but go ahead. Yeah, and there's you know, do we have D23 this year? No, no. So we don't have that in the summer, which is usually something we get. Uh, it, last year was it in August or was it in September? It might have been September and, last year. And there was nothing at Comic Con, really, that had anything to do with the parks. They didn't use that well, or anything like that, that. Other than the one, we'll, story. we'll get to it. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's, you know, we didn't have we didn't have the D twenty three, which is usually a summertime. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Drop of August? news. I can't even remember. Yeah, it's usually around that. Was it August? Okay. Yeah. And finally, this this story gets less exciting the more you read it, um, because it showed up on the Parks blog. I think today, uh, Pete's Dragon is now going to be part of Rafiki's Planet Watch. Now, don't get too excited, because if you're a if you're a Disney purist and you love the Pete's Dragon, which a lot of Disney purists do, that's a, a you know. You say it like uh, like it's a, some sort of. Uh, mocking of them. No, I'm not at all. I mean, Peach Dragon is a, you know, a, a film, a, a, a something that people right. really point to. An because, overrated film. Well, if I'm <laughs> now, let me. Peach Dragon is the one that brings you into the studio. Yes. So that's it, true. So it that's is basically a time true. capsule of Imagineering yeah, and of the enough. studio. Fair so enough. that's really what. I think what most of it's for. Okay. Why people love it so much. Or at least, uh, you know, seek it out or have sought it out. Um, so I think when I first read this, I was dragons, Pete's dragons, it's going to be great. Well, it looks <laughs> like what we're getting is an activity table in front of a map of national parks. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll be able to get your Peach Dragon button, which you can probably buy in the store for $16, and take part in a puzzle game about our national parks. Um, uh, national parks has to do with the fact that uh, the guy was a ranger. Yeah, I guess there was some yeah. filming in the Pacific Northwest yeah. uh, in a yeah. park up there. So uh, this is part of bringing the national parks into the Disney Conservation Fund sort of message. I guess. Um, which is, you know, what they... Are saying in the Parks blog article as well, but uh, so Peach Dragon, but nothing all that thrilling. No, I'd be surprised if a single person made their way out to Rafiki's Planet Watch just for this. Mike, there's a I, lot no, of I, big I, Peach Dragon fans I out there. I have misspoken. Anybody who's not a Disney blogger and wants to put a picture of the Peach Dragon <laughs> button on their website, stop it. Will not go out to Rafiki's Planet Watch just to see this. This is. I mean, it's it's obvious at this point in time that any movie that Disney puts out there, or even TV show, that has an animal or uh, references something animal or sorry about that, anything like yeah. Utopia, Peach Dragon, anything like that, they're going to put a table out in Rafiki's Planet Watch <laughs> and pu- dole out buttons in an attempt to drum up interest in the movie. Do you think that's really what this is? I mean, what, what, why would there be interest in Peach Dragon? Why would you? Uh, I don't even know you can buy Peach Dragon. There's a new movie coming out. The new, the new oh, Peach Dragon is coming out. Of course, of course. How did I forget yeah, that? Yeah, that's I what sound this like is all about. Okay. You do sound like an idiot. Yeah. Are you going to go back and edit that? No, out I'm not going to edit that. I'm fine <laughs> to be an idiot because, as many people know, uh, You're an idiot? I've, I've said this many <laughs> times before. I am not a uh, disciple of uh, Disney films anymore. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't keep up with their films and what you they do. You still haven't seen Frozen, have you? I haven't seen Mike. You can name him. I haven't seen him. Name 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 a Disney film made in the last three years, and I haven't last seen it. Three years or five years? I'll tell you if I've seen it. Inside Out. No. Um. Zootopia. Nope. Jungle Book. Nope. Um, uh, we already know Frozen. Does haven't seen that. Huh? I th- but Inside Out is on your DVR. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. You'll notice when you look at the DVR, it hasn't been watched yet. No, I haven't. I didn't notice that. Um, uh, obviously, we're talking only cartoon because obviously you saw Star Wars. Cartoons. And, Cartoons. Right. Yeah. Disney Studios. Disney Animation Studio. Right. Um, and Pixar now, too. I haven't seen a Pixar film in ages. Right. So you haven't I, seen, I don't see you movies anymore. And I haven't seen Inside haven't, Out. Yeah. Nope. 
Uh, I mean, I don't see... Inside Out was good. I'm sure they're great. And I've and heard Finding Dory is phenomenal. I've heard that. One day I'll watch it. But right now, my television um, time and my movie time is taken up with Thomas the Tank Engine. That's I understand. And uh, I just um, and I have other things that I would rather watch, such as Star Wars. I went or things like that, which interests me more because the Disney films I think aren't as good now as they as they once were. They're slightly better than they were maybe 15, 20 years ago. It seems from the critics that the Disney Animation Studios film right. have made improvements. Zootopia is apparently better than some of the stuff from. However, many years ago, I mean, back sure. when we were when you know when we were doing Meet the Robinsons and things like that. Oh, or, they're much better. But right. um, of, of the last few movies, my favorites: Wreck It Ralph. Um, haven't seen that. Oh, that's that's fan- you haven't seen Wreck It Ralph. No. Oh, you should see that. That's phenomenal. I haven't seen Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six is good, not phenomenal. Uh, Zootopia is okay, not phenomenal. I was see. Why would I want to watch movies that are okay, not phenomenal? Because that's better than eighty-seven point five percent of the movies that actually come out. On a movie theater, <laughs> I did a study. Yeah, but, you see, know, you're more of a movie person than I am. I'm more of a parks person. I I care more about the, the and and I think you're more of a parks person oh, too. Yeah, I'm not a big Disney movie. I'm yeah, not a, a I'm not a, I'm not a Disney movie aficionado at all. Right. And I really right, have not. Them. I really have sort of given them up. I mean, you shouldn't give them up. They're good. Now, I see. I'm interested in what you have to think about because I. You called yourself a idiot before, so I'm about right. to call myself a, a big loser right now. Okay. I went to the drive-in uh-huh. by myself. This makes you a loser. Sat in my car yeah. and watched a double feature of The Jungle Book and Zootopia. Yeah, that makes you a loser. And those were like two... Well, that's fine. Two huge... I thought that was the question. Oh, I'm sorry. Huge movies. Yeah. And I don't quite understand why either one of them are as big as they were. I haven't personally spoken to anybody who saw Jungle Book and raved about it. No, no one. It was a huge hit though. I know it was, but I haven't seen anybody who who's raved about it. It was good, it. but it wasn't it wasn't like Mike, can I I mean there's a lot of movies in the world that are have been huge hits that we scratch our heads about why. Avatar. Right? Um so maybe sometimes timing in these I things, guess. marketing, you know, they just hit the right button with that in the beginning and got a lot of people there. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't follow the film end of that that yeah. much. Um, it's kind of like Deadpool. I didn't understand the huge, not to go way off on a tangent, but I mean, there's a few, few movies. Well, that's that, a Disney film. So I, I would actually, say technically, well, no, it's a Fox film or yeah, something like Fox, that. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's licensed for Marvel, which is Disney. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that the Deadpool thing was more of a a, a um, groundswell of sort of this uh, like grassroots marketing campaign that went on for years to oh, yeah. get that movie made. And by the time it came out, and there was so much hype around, you know, how different this was going to be mm-hmm. from other superhero movies, how much more adult it was going to be, that I think anybody with sort of a passing interest in superhero films wanted to see it because it was sort of groundbreaking. Now, whether you liked it or not, it did sort of do things that other superhero films just haven't done. Yeah, and but it's, it was it was, it was like oh, forced down your throat. I wasn't. I, I, I'm I'm most I liked it better than you, and I and and I and I, but I do mostly agree with you. I think I'd that give it a, a lot of it was a gimmick. C plus. I'd give a little bit better than that, but I'd give Zootopia a B. Okay. Jungle Book a B minus. Okay. Well, but if you look at just the the box office for all those, you would think that was. I, I think yeah. the cinema score, uh, cinema score, whatever they the thing on, uh, are all A's. I mean, they got like yeah. huge. But anyway, yeah. anyway. So yeah, um, we'll move on. Shall we move on to the world news? Of course we shall. We're going to talk about uh, Epcot and Disney Springs, Dave. But first. We are going to briefly touch on the topic of my Disney experience, which has gotten some an update, which includes wow. a fascinating new thing, which said which called Get Directions function, which is now available on your My Disney Experience, which essentially uh, means um, if you're standing at the Tower of Terror and have no idea how to get to I don't know say. Muppet Vision. Okay. It'll give you walking directions. Okay. There are also... Um, Boy, of times, all the updates they needed. 
that was not that necessary. It would also, but however, it also gives you directions. Let's say if you wanted to go to the Tower of Terror and wanted to go to, I don't know, let's say Haunted Mansion. Okay. It'll give you directions, wait times, what's the best way, how so to do it cool. by bus and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so it'll give you kind of, you know, how to, you know, if you want to do the monorail, you know, whatever it is. I like that. Um, so that is a new function on your My Disney Experience app. So again, make sure you buy a fuel rod because you're going to need it. This is what I need after my Disney experience. Shall I move on? Mm-hmm. Dave, Disney has officially announced something we talked about, I think, on a previous show well back, way back when. Pizza, pizza, I'm not sure how you're going to actually <laughs> I don't know this. how you do it either. Rizzo <laughs> is opening in the Muppets Courtyard at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studio. My wife is going to be very excited because... She was very upset that Pizza Planet was going bye-bye. Right. But now we're not getting Pizza Planet going bye-bye. We're getting the pizza still, and instead it's going to be Muppet-themed. Which is much better, in my which, opinion. Uh, she's, she'll be a much bigger fan of Pizza Rizzo. I mean, the Pizza Planet would have been fine if it actually looked like Pizza Planet. But Who doesn't never... love Rizzo the Rat? Everybody loves Rizzo Everybody the Rat. Everybody loves Rizzo. And you know, nothing says good cuisine like rats running around your building. It's Ratatouille, now Pizza no, Rizzo. Pizza Rizzo, right. It's opening up in the fall of 2016, Dave. Cool. Uh, Rizzo the Rat owns and operates the pizzeria. This is from the Disney blogs itself. Rizzo the Rat owns and operates the pizzeria where guests can grab a pizza pie pizza and a pie. cold drink. Enjoy a casual Italian-American oh, dining experience. Right. Uh, there's Italian people rolling in their graves. Still uh, counter service, you know, though. Uh, very upset by this. It's still counter service. Okay. Um, Walt Disney Imagineering has hidden hints or hid hints of Rizzo. Okay. It's a weird way of putting it. His extended family and friends who have visited Pete's Rizzo over the years throughout the two-story quick service location. In addition to the expansive indoor and outdoor seating area, guests will be able to cool. dine in a cheesy banquet room. Yeah. Or take five in a special booth designated for Rizzo's celebrity friends. All right. Rizzo. I, I can only assume are like Ms. Piggy and Kermit and all those. Yeah, of course. So I love it. It is the same crappy food, apparently, but at least the decor. Some people is like a lot that crappy food. One of them's in the other room right now. I I think I, her, it's your wife, fascinating. I believe, is one of seven people on Earth that likes that pizza. Okay, not not. Well, let's, let's see, seven people on Earth over That's the age true. of ten that likes that pizza. Not if you not if you don't live around here, because you don't know the difference between good pizza and bad. Uh, now, come on. We've gone a lot of places. <laughs> You've had the pizza in Upper New England. Which is better than Disney pizza. But not by a much. Not by much, but uh, you know, Maine pizza is better than So Disney. if you have a hankering for pizza and you don't live in New York or New Jersey, you get that pizza. kind of tastes like mostly like the pizza I you're used guess, to. I when guess. we all go, they, they think it's perfect. Well, not perfect. I mean, obviously there's issues with it. But it's for kids, Mike. It's kids pizza. Is yeah, what it's really meant for. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it's not meant for you. We'll see if there's anything other, any interesting. I don't understand why they didn't have the Swedish chef running the place and have because Rizzo's meatballs. cooler. You know, but the Swedish chef is no. a chef. Rizzo's cooler. You want to have T-shirts with uh, Rizzo on it? I like the Swedish chef. Rizzo's a lot cooler. All right. Rizzo's best role was in was in the Muppets Christmas Carol. He was fantastic in that. Go back and watch that again. Michael Caine. That is one of the better ones. Yeah, Rizzo, Riz, Rizzo's in there. He's sort of the sidekick of Charles Dickens. Right, right. Who was played by Gonzo, I believe. Played Charles Dickens. I believe you are correct. <laughs> I love that version. Are we done with this? Yes, I'm moving on. More food, however. <laughs> Disney Springs, Dave, the owners and operators of The Ravenous Pig, a favorite uh, yeah, local yeah. restaurant, okay. um, is opening up The Polite Pig at Disney Springs. Isn't that cute? Located in town center... Uh, Near the entrance to the Lime Garage, which is the new garage that opened, the Polite Pig will be a fast, casual concept. It's going to open in the spring of 2017. Okay. The menu will be made up of wood-fired, smoked, and grilled items, along with an innovative beverage program offering all drinks on tap, including cask and larder, beer, wine, and cocktails. Cool. Uh, they uh, they uh, specialize in local uh, Florida um, uh, ingredients and uh, you know often changing memo uh, me- me- memo menu, menu right, right. at the ravenous pig. We'll see if that's true. And where is that exactly going to be? That's going to be near the Lime Garage in the town center of Disney Springs. The new town. Okay, okay, yeah. gotcha. Speaking of sort of of food, Dave. Yeah. Eight new 
Eat to the Beat musical acts will join 18 fan favorite bands for a diverse lineup of pop hit makers. You do this just to get me started. That's the only reason why you ever mentioned to November 14th. Is that is it just is it my imagination or is the food and wine even longer this year? It's now a full two months. What is the what is the time? September 14th to November 14th. Well. It always ended to coincide with the end of Jersey Week. Okay, so it always ended in mid. It always ended whenever that, jer- but the Jersey Week thing moves. No, I but I that. think I'm really sure. I'm pretty sure that they probably because if, if you don't know what what we're talking about, um, yeah, in the explain. beginning of New Jer- in the beginning of November, usually the second week of November, but sometimes it's the first week. Um, all of New Jersey schools are out for two or three days, Mike. Three days? Uh, yeah, it's two days. Okay, um, and often given a half day for uh, one day as yeah, well. Yeah, Thursday and a Friday they have off. They, the Wednesday may be a half day. I don't remember. Right, um, because the teachers have conventions. Right, a, a, a statewide teacher convention right. takes place they down in say, Atlantic City. Right, um, so I don't everybody know what they do. Yeah, anyway. I, well, that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But everybody gets that time off, and it's a big uptick in Disney's. Sure, because most people a take that week uptick. off knowing that yep. the that kids only lose two days, couple of days or two and a half days of school. Plus, it's a it's a great weather time. It's Correct. not the middle of the winter. It's not the middle of the summer. Um, so it's a great time to go. Correct. Uh, it's not crazy crowded like it is in June or July, but it is pretty crowded, especially because it's Jersey Week. And and yeah, and, but it's uh, Newark Airport is overflowing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we have we have um, they've always or at least in my recent memory. Have ended food and wine, coinciding with that Shortly weekend after. of of them. Right. Yeah, of, of that usually that Sunday of that week. Right. I'm not uh, sure of the fourth November fourteenth. Yeah, I'm not Sunday sure now. either. But it's it's uh, that's usually when it happens, and I, it just seems like it's earlier though now. Like it does mid September is what is what kind of throws me. I, I, that just seems. It seems. I don't earlier. just remember it being a solid two months before and September fourteenth. To the November 14th. And just looking at the calendar, the 14th of November is a Monday. So maybe the Monday the after. The last day. Yeah, the Monday after Jersey Must Week. Be. Um, it's Veterans Day that time, too. Uh, it's just. Oh, yeah, that's It's true. just so. I, I don't remember it ended on a Monday, but I, I could be wrong. But. But there are a lot of new acts, Dave, at the uh, Eat to the Beat. Yeah. You just do this because you think I. Cause, because you I I make you laugh when I. I complain think you might it. actually say to yourself, you know, maybe. I. I think you would say to yourself, I would see two of these bands. Two? <laughs> if you were down there. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get on a plane and go down there just to see these bands. But if you were there, I think you would say to yourself, you know what? Such and such are playing there that night. Let's go to Epcot that night. Okay. I want to get up the entire uh, thing here. Go. Okay. Wang Chung? No. I know that. The Bodines. Yes. See? Yes. They're told- good. When are they playing? Um, I will tell you they are playing September 21 through the 23rd. Uh, darn. Okay. Plain White Tees. Oh, that's the uh, the Hey There Delilah people, yes. I think. That's very good. Nah, not, a, not a big fan. Jeffrey Osborne, who I have no idea. Who's that? Oh, he's like a uh, jazz, R&B kind of singer. Okay. Popular in the 80s. Soul Asylum. Oh, God. I haven't heard that in <laughs> ages. Delta huh? Ray. Don't know that one. Living Color. Wow, Living Color. I didn't know they were still alive. They Not still. only are they still alive, but they actually play quite a bit. I don't know how many people go and see them, but they, but they play quite a bit. And here's the other one I think you would probably see if you okay. were there. All right. I could be wrong. Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, definitely. I thought so. Definitely, yeah. That's a that's a good uh, good early 90s melodic band. Yeah. They join regulars who have been there many, many times, including... Uh, Tiffany, Air Supply, Sugar Ray. I'm not going to go through the whole list. Los please, Lobos, please Blues yeah. Traveler. I didn't know Blues Travelers played there before, but apparently they are returning. Boys to Men. I didn't know Blues Traveler. Blues Traveler is an awful big act. The first Boy, Boys it, to Men, Mike, is now like a, uh, a Vegas act. Yeah, and it starts as we said, September 14th. That's Wang Chung opening it up, and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is the closer. In yeah, the, in they the usually are. Yeah, Sugar Ray. They're there again. They're always yeah, there. Shaka there Khan. Bit. Yeah, yeah. 38 special. Christopher Cross. Of course, oh, Hanson. Christopher I can only Cross. assume they're going to serve uh, I, I think Hanson, their brew again. My, my feeling with Hanson is that's like the only gig they play. Like once a year, they come down and play there. 
Uh, well, they have a they have a brewery now. That's uh, what is that? That's what Hop. I mean. Yeah, right. it does oh, apparently God. relatively well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Oh yeah, um, yes. Please get me off of this, Dave. Um, just like in recent years past, if you go to the Magic Kingdom and right. go to one of their many quick service or basically kiosks and get something, you will get a ten percent of, of a voucher. Excuse me, for a ten percent off at a purchase. At Disney Springs, I will not go through the laundry list of kiosks and food places. However, you can use your 10% off at the following: Marketplace Fun Finds, Once Upon a Toy, Trendy, World of Disney, obviously Disney's Days of Christmas, Disney Pin Traders, Disney's Wonderful World of Memories, Goofy's Candy Company, the Marketplace Co-op, which is where I would use it if I use it had one, yeah. Disney's Design a Tea. Mickey's Pantry and the Village Fry Shop. Well, I have an annual pass, so I get a discount off all that stuff anyway. Right. You, but um, you can't combine it with other things, so obviously of course not. you would not be able to use um, two ten percenters. Right, but uh, is this new? No, they did it at least last year and maybe the year before that. Okay. But I remember them doing this before. Interesting. But it's it runs from the end of July, like July twenty eighth. I have the actual dates here for you. I could tell you what it is. July twenty sixth, excuse me, to September fifth. Cool. Dave, quickly, a mm-hmm. new band is playing in Morocco called Musique Aramenko, which is going to use a traditional uh, Moroccan instruments to play a sort of a fusion of contemporary and folk um, songs Sounds in Morocco. Like a band that was there for years. Yes, a limited engagement there. The belly dancer, of course, will be performing as well, but if you're interested in that sort of thing, have at it. I, I, this this whole limited engagement thing, their new thing that they're doing, they're which is obviously months. just a way to pay bands less and not have to have them on the hook for any kind of permanent, uh, you know, insurance or sure. or anything like that. It's just so so cheap and so ridiculous. I mean, I can't I can't stand talking about it, but it's one of those things. I can't believe the guy who decided to do this is still in a job. I mean, you, you have you have people that every time you go. You have no reason to see any of these people, so everybody just walks right by them. I mean, yeah, is that what they no... want? Is that what they wanted? I guess it is. Well, you know, we didn't want to. We don't want to make the entertainment anything special that people remember or or go back to see or anything like that. So, I mean, hey, have at it, Hoss. That's what you wanted. It's great. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. It's just such a cheap way to keep from paying musicians. I mean, <laughs> crying out loud. The, the more money they pay, the more and more I pay for my annual pass, and then they cut corners like this. It's just so frustrating. It's so ridiculous to listen to. But anyway, let's move along. What else we got? I think you just missed the Lumberjacks. That's what I think it is. I do. <laughs> I do. Dave, before we get to the bigger stories, mm-hmm. let's play America's oh, favorite game. I need a piece of paper. All right. <laughs> Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Disney Early Morning Magic is coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios beginning August 1st. They did this at the Magic Kingdom with some rides in Fantasyland. Okay. During this event, a very, and they express, very limited number of guests will be able to enjoy on their own some of the attractions as well as get an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. Oh! At Hollywood Studios, it's see what when they did it at Fantasyland, it included Snow White's Mine Train and Peter Pan's Flight, two of the big, big okay. um, attractions okay. that uh, you know gets lines fast. So Toy Story is on this. Toy Story and Star Tours are the two and only two attractions that are open. The coasters aren't the the coaster nope. isn't open. Star Tours and Toy Story Mania. As well as you will be able to meet Buzz Lightyear, Woody, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and even receive a warm hug from Olaf. So you have to have standard park admission. Whoa, 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 whoa! So they only have two rides open. Yes. Okay. It's on non-extra magic hour mornings. <laughs> you can enter at seven forty-five, <laughs> which means nine time? o'clock. Okay. And when's the when's the breakfast? The breakfast is any time between 8 and 10. Okay, so you can do your morning thing on the so rides right. and go hug the, the snow thing and then 
You know his name is Olaf. You just say the snow thing. I to don't know what people. his name is. This is why people give you one star rating. I don't on know his name. It's Olaf. You I've know. I've never it's seen Olaf. the film. <laughs> I, yes, but you still know it's. Olaf. I also don't know anybody. I know. Ol- I know his name is Olaf. I was being snarky, be- <laughs> but Mike, honestly, only because you just said it. I wouldn't know this thing's name uh, if oh, you put it. Right, I right. certainly don't know any of the other characters. You don't know Buzz Lightyear, Woody, Mickey Mouse, no, or Minnie Mouse? No, in Frozen. Oh, okay. You I don't know, know the names Anna and Elsa? Come on, you have to know If you name. said them to me, I would say, yes, right, they're from Frozen. But if you ask me who are they are, I wouldn't remember. We're going to lose listeners. Because I haven't seen it, so they don't. I don't have remembered. <laughs> so you need park admission. Unbelievable. Um, $75. And you need a reservation. The breakfast, let me tell you what the breakfast is. Oh, God. Yeah, I should This is been. what you get. Okay. Sliced seasonal fruit and berries. Mm. A variety of freshly baked breakfast pastries. Okay. Fluffy, and I don't know why they have to use the term fluffy, Fluffy. scrambled eggs. Yes. Spinach and mushroom frittata. Bacon and pork sausage. Okay. Cheesy potatoes. Puffed French toast. And uh, assorted uh, juices, coffee, teas. Did you say Mickey waffles? I did not say Mickey waffles. So no Mickey waffles. Apparently not. So nobody's going to want that. So, um, um, are you saying seventy five? No, no. I would say you'd probably be talking about forty bucks. Would be their kind of thought for the for the breakfast. Only thirty thirty five dollars just for the breakfast. Uh, the rest of it really isn't worth a whole lot. If it's just character meet and greets and two rides, the you know, cost of a day is a hundred dollars, and you get an hour to ride two rides. I mean, it shouldn't be any more than seventy five well, bucks. There wouldn't be any reason for you to go to the breakfast before nine fifteen, I would think. Right. I mean, it shouldn't so be it's an hour and a half. It shouldn't be any more than like sixty to seventy five dollars. It is sixty nine dollars yep. for adults, fifty nine for children. Still not a great this thing, is, but it's not bad at least because the pricing is not out of control. Th- this one, I think, is for lack of a better term, useless. With the yeah. one at the Magic Kingdom, you are getting Peter Pan's Flight and Snow White, which is, um, if you don't have fast passes for them, right. you can never get on at a, at a, at a reason. I mean, it, they're, they're always over an hour wait. If you walked in the first at rope drop. You or rope drop. Yeah. Rope drop or get fast passes. Right. But this allows you to use those to get those two rides out of the way. Plus, there are a lot more things you can fast pass at the Magic Kingdom, uh-huh. so, so it makes more sense. Uh-huh. Since they've opened up the third track at Toy Story Mania, it is not the hour-long waits. Even from a non-point, even from a non-waiting point of view, when you consider that and Star Tours has never been a wait, right? I mean, if you consider that a breakfast is worth maybe thirty bucks somewhere else, uh, an all-you-can-eat breakfast for an adult is worth maybe thirty bucks. If you compare the price of what you're getting. To the price of a day, I mean, it's a hundred dollars a day maximum to get into the Hollywood Studios. You know, maybe a little bit more, but around there. What do you mean, hundred dollar maximum? It's about a hundred dollars for a day pass. Oh, get, if you get, buy a one day pass, you buy one right. day pass. But who the heck so that? that's the most you ever pay. Sure, oh, most sure. for a day sure. to get in. Here, they're talking about making you pay forty bucks mm-hmm. for two rides. And some guy, people in, in co- character right. costumes. It doesn't make any That's sense. That's not a $40 value. No. And those two rides aren't worth $40. I could see. I mean, Toy Story Mania is good and it's worth it because of the lines that can develop on it. But, it but it's not a show. Really but it's like not. It but like it's that. also, Mike, not. Of all the rides that. And, and here's another one that's going to get me in trouble, everybody. Of all the rides that, that cost. That, that pile up in time. Toy Story Mania to me is the the least quality of all of them. I am not a big toy. You, I, I I think I've even said this before on the on the podcast. Toy Story Mania Midway, Midway Mania is not a must do for me. Not not for me either. No. It's certainly not a seventy five minute wait line. I mean, I it, wouldn't wait even more than fifteen twenty minutes for exactly. it. Exactly. So not <laughs> paying forty bucks to go on just that no, essentially. No. It just I mean, make I, sense. I, it makes more sense at the Magic Kingdom. You could even give make an argument for me if they did something like this at Epcot, where you could do Soren and Test Track, you know, right for an hour and a half, and then get breakfast somewhere, and then you know you can then waste the rest of the day in the five hour line for the Frozen ride if right. that's what you wanted to do, or even incorporate the Frozen into the whatever it is. 
but um, yeah, it's not. It's just totally not worth it. Okay, so we have one more world news story. One more world news story, and that is actually goes to Disneyland, where they recently put a piece of concept art, although they afterwards put it on the parks blog, mm-hmm. of Star Wars Land, and it's sort of a bird's eye view of Star Wars Star Wars Land. Let me read you briefly, and then Dave, you feel free to talk about it. Uh, the post on the parks blog, nestled between towering spires of rock this thriving port contains seemingly familiar architecture of markets landing zones and buildings look closely and you may find hints of some of the thrilling experiences that are coming Mm -hmm. like the millennium falcon peeking out one of the cargo bays marking the location where guests will get the opportunity to pilot the fastest junk in the galaxy um, that's from the Parks blog itself. Fastest hunk of junk. Uh, I may have missed the word okay, there. I good. apologize. Well, I apologize. Make sure they get it right. I, b- I believe they did, actually. Okay, um, good. The, now, this concept art, as I said, was in Disneyland. However, as we all know, the, uh, Disney announced both of the lands at the same time, and they're going to be the same size. So I can only assume they're essentially going to be the same. But there are some interesting little tidbits if you look closely at the um, concept art. For example, yeah. straight when you walk in, first of all, it's around water. Um, when you walk in, Which is fascinating. You will see um, like sort of like all these uh, coverings, like uh, flag like coverings. Like I can only prayer assume, flags. I can only assume that's the marketplace that they had advertised um, or, or you know, saw some concept art, this it, sort of street fair that goes on. It, it looks like prayer flags in some of these spots here. You can see. I mean, I'm pointing, so excuse right. me. But you see some of these buildings inside. Uh, you know, the buildings look like they have no roofs, and then there's what seems to be hanging sort of tapestries, which almost look like prayer flags. Which makes me think of Maz Kanata's castle. I was just gonna say, very reminiscent of that. Yeah. Um, if you look to the right, uh, sort of on the right side of the concept art, mm-hmm. you will see a bantha in one of the courtyards, which I thought was interesting. I, do. I mean, I'm not sure if that's. It's in the one that's closest to the water, Dave, on the right side. Down here? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm not making it out in this, but my resolution might not be very good. Okay. Quick, so. And also, you can see some sort of imperial transport in the upper right. You said this is on the Disney Parks blog? It is well? on the Disney Parks blog. Yes. Okay. It was from July 11th, though, quite some time ago. Okay. Um, so, any thoughts on the concept art? First thing that jumps out in my mind is why couldn't this go in the Animal Kingdom? It looks like it's from the Animal Kingdom. <laughs> you mean instead of Avatar Land? Yeah, I mean, am I wrong? No, it, it does. Have, it's reminiscent of um, of Animal Kingdom type architecture, and, and you can bet that everybody—well, not everybody—but eighty-five percent of the people who jumped up and down and said, "Oh, Avatar doesn't belong in the Animal Kingdom," wouldn't say boo. About Star Wars being no. an Animal Kingdom. No, no, no. Star nobody, Wars. nobody cared about the fact that it was Animal Kingdom. They just right. cared about the fact that it was a movie they didn't like. Correct. Uh, yeah. Correct. That I know. Um, but, it, you know, I, it does look like it's Animal Kingdom. But the Millennium Falcon thing is interesting. Anything else that you see interesting? Uh, well, most of what I'm looking at here, Mike, that... that um, Oh, that's a bantha there. Okay, so 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 most of what I'm looking at here, um, that kind of sticks out in my mind is the aesthetic quality of it is right. is not reminiscent of something that you that we would consider to be, um, you know, one of those iconic places in Star Wars. It's not. Um, it's not. Tatooine. It's not Mos Eisley. It's not uh, Bespin. It's not uh, Dagobah. Hoth. It's not. It's not even Endor. It's not right. one of those things that you you know that that really stick out at you as being okay. This could be. It's sort of a combination of Maz Kanata, that whatever planet that was, and I forget what it's called, and and with a lot of sort of hints of the original or, or of the prequels. In it, that so that's the first thing that kind of sticks out in my head. It aesthetically from here doesn't look very Star Wars to me. Um, I mean, other than like the Imperial transport on the right hand side and the Millennium Falcon sticking. I out could of the part, see right. right. I mean, just the grand overall architectural aesthetic. 
doesn't look very Star Wars. To I don't know, Dave. I think there's a few Star Warsy kind of buildings in there. I mean, sure, there's a few Star Warsy kind of buildings, but there's <laughs> but there's no. It doesn't. It, you don't. You're not. You're not entering an, a place that you know. Right. You're not entering right. Mos Eisley, or something like that, or, or, or even or the Death Star, or, 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 or something like that. Right. Tatooine. Right. Right. So so I that's the first the right thing that I think that's a good idea because it gives you the ability to do whatever you want. Um, but that's the first thing that comes out in my mind. There's a lot of primary colors in very neat little spots. Um, you know, these little oranges and blues, and they look like coverings of some kind that Mike and I are already talking about. Yeah. There's a lot of buildings and a lot of doors in and out of buildings. So there's going to be... A lot of nooks and crannies. A lot of nooks and crannies. So it's going to be a uh, like an Epcot Pavilion type of thing, it looks like to me. Um uh, this, uh, well, it's going to be 14 uh, acres, I think, which is yeah. a, a fairly I mean, large is, chunk this of is, property. This is a big. This is a big thing. Um, it's very ambitious. I mean, the 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 architecture of the landscape, the fake landscape, looks amazing. Um, I think this is going to change quite a bit. <laughs> it's not going to look like that when it's all said and done. It's very possible. I mean, I see the Falcon. I see the transport. Like ended. I. I kind of make out the band that you're talking about so you see that they're going to do certain things right. and, and and go after certain stuff um i'd like to see i mean i guess the canteen the canteen is going to be one of these kind of things you see some yeah. stuff over here that kind of reminds you of some of the old um empire stuff um we also have to bear in mind that um there's another movie coming out before this goes out so this could some of this could also be reminiscent of those films whether it be rogue one or episode eight well Right, I mean, there's going to be more than one movie coming out before this there's is gonna done. There's going to be, there's going to be more movies coming. Right, there's out, the yeah. one coming out in December. Then in episode eight, well, I'm sure episode eight's coming out before this ever opens. Right, and that's the minimum. Well, three films might be up. Right, this that's the minimum, and there's supposed to be a Han Solo film. Yeah, they've casted it. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, this, some of this may be reminiscent of that. So we may actually be looking at he in this picture sure. at some things that we don't know yet. Um, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, what, what are your thoughts off it? Um. I mean, uh, my first thoughts was how big it was, how um, cluttered it is. Yeah, very there's, cluttered. There's Great a word. A lot of stuff yeah. all over the place, um, and it'll be interesting to see how how close it actually looks to this. And again, I'm assuming the Disney World version will look aesthetically s the same as the one in California. I could only assume, since they're building it at the same time, having the same rides. Um, you know, everything's going to essentially be the same in terms of like. Um, you know, they're both going to have the cantina. They're both going to have the same rides. You know, I can only assume that they're going to look virtually identical. But we'll see. I, I just hope where this is, where the Millennium Falcon is parked, that they call it Docking Bay 94. It's the least I can <laughs> I just hope that's, that's, that's that. Um, the the, the X-Wing flying over, I mean, can we just assume that's there just to make the picture more cool? We're not going to bring in an X-wing ride of some kind. No, that's you're correct. There's it's just going to be that's just for aesthetic purposes of the concept art. Yeah. Um. So I th I think it's kind of neat. Anyway, is that it? That is it. Well, we have one last story that we wanted to mention. Mm -hmm. Another really big story. Um, it's kind of borders between local and world. And it borders between the local and the world. And it has to do with the fact that um, another Disneyland thing, of which I am now a former traveler to Disneyland um, and Mike is not uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy is now coming to um, Disneyland Resort it is actually going to be a redesign of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror uh, at California Adventure. Mm -hmm. The reason why this borders on the local is because our very own Joe Rohde is the man heading up this project. He's cheating on us Dave. He is cheating on us. Um all we uh, let me read you some quotes. Sure, uh, I think that gives you the information that you need because um, there's really not much else information to go along with it. If I'm missing anything, Mike, certainly throw it in there. But uh, here's a quote from Rhodey: "The setting is a kind of a fortress that's owned by the mysterious collector, and it's packed with creatures and his latest acquisitions from across the universe." Guardians of the Galaxy fans will know what that means. Um, now he has continued the quote. Now he has imprisoned the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're hanging in display cases over a giant abyss the captor doesn't know it but rocket raccoon has escaped and is enlisting our aid all the guests 
to help the Guardians in a breakout scheme, and the rest is comical chaos, a very funny, very irreverent story, and a really wonderful addition to California Adventure. The other neat little quote involved in this is from a gentleman named Joe Casada, or Casada, um, who is a chief creative officer from Marvel. He says, and a good like, artist too back yep, in the day. Yep. He says, uh, like our stories and characters, projects led by Joe Rohde are the stuff of legend. So Marvel fans rejoice. The universe couldn't be in better hands. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is the specific name of the ride at this point, is going to be an out of this world experience. And what has me even more excited are Joe's, in quotes, secret prods plans for the future. We're just getting warmed up. So Joe is going to do more Marvel stuff. Well, Joe was put in charge of Marvel. which And it's all going to be out there. So I have to go back to California soon. Uh, well, what's your definition of soon? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, the first criticism I have, Mike, is that it's hard from looking at the concept art. It's hard not to think this is just a fancy layover. Oh, it is a fancy layover. Okay. Um so the cues, the, the, uh, I'm interested by the cue, which uh, for people who recall the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, or I guess the collector was the collector and the Howard the Duck thing that was in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? Well, the collector was in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, the Howard the Duck thing was right. at the, was was at the wasn't that uh, the, was the, the extra end? the yeah. extra scene? Yeah, yeah. So it, you walk through like sort of that area as part of the cue. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a lot of fun, yeah, little tidbits in there. Um, Obviously, they say that the um, the Guardians are hanging over a giant abyss. I mean, we can all assume that the abyss is what you'll be falling into yeah. at some point in time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that's that's the case. And the other thing that really pops out to me here is, what does this have to do with California? Oh, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Right. Now, they've absolutely. sort of given up the ship on California Adventure being California Adventure. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be anymore. That I have no clearly, idea. and I think this goes to part of what um, Joe's secret plans for the future. Um, and, That's going to be I, the Marvel Park. There will be Marvel there. There's going to be a lot of Marvel there, and I think even yeah. um, I think G- even Joe Rody alludes to that in the video clip that they have on the Parks blog, where he uh, alludes to, to to more coming, more Marvel stuff coming. So I can to only California assume, Adventure, or to I, California at least. Because it can't come if it's coming to the U.S., it can't come to it can't to come Florida, to west, so. east. Excuse me, east of the Mississippi, um, to a certain degree. Now, we'll, Mike, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, because I have a question about that. All right, we'll get to that. But um, obviously, with Star Wars going to Disneyland, I mean, there's only so much room in Disneyland. What, what are they going to do? Plow over Frontierland entirely and make it Marvelland? Exactly. It's going to have to go to California Adventure. So I'm I'm sure. That this is step one of a Marvel land in Disney's California Adventure. Absolutely. Um, my question about the, uh, I mean, uh, for those of you who are, who are, you know, new to this kind of conversation, um, Universal Studios has had the theme park rights uh, on the East Coast, basically the Florida theme park rights, um, two Marvel characters for decades. In perpetuity. Yeah. and so they, they can ha- have it as long as they want. They have it as long as they want. They signed an, a deal with that, and they continue to pay Disney handsomely for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question is, and so this is why this can happen in California, but not in Florida. My question is, though, Mike, is Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, is it a, is it a license fee that Universal pays for blanket any Marvel property no. or so, just the ones that they have included so far? So it's ambiguous, the contract. And you can actually find the contract online. I don't have it in front of me, but you can find it online. And essentially, it's anything within the families of comic book, you know, the comic book families that they have um, over at Universal. So any Avengers, because they have Captain America there um, in a I think it's a store, maybe, or a cafe, maybe. Okay. And there's a Hulk coaster. Yeah. So those are Avengers. That's the Avengers family. Spider-Man is there, so that's the Spider-Man. Right. You know, nothing, nothing Spider-Man-y <laughs> can you um, put in um, Walt Disney World. Uh, Fantastic Four has that. There's a Doctor Doom coaster. Or there's a Doctor me, Doom, uh, you're right? There's a there's a Doctor um, Doom. There's a Storm ride. So that's so X-Men. all the X Men are out. Yep. Um, but you get into murky waters 
with things such as Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Guardians is... Doesn't really belong in any any of of those those categories. Having said that, there have been characters in Guardians of the Galaxy who were Avengers at one point. So... Is that part of the family? I don't think so. But so, that, one- so, so what you're saying is that they tried to do this in a in Florida. Tried to do this same layover. There could be a lawsuit. Um, there will be a lawsuit. There could of be some kind. Yeah. There could be unless unless they've had discussions with Universal to um, uh, you know set the groundwork here, and you know unless the lawyers have looked at it already, because. There are a ton of rumors, and we could talk about that now if you'd like. Go ahead. That Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Epcot. Epcot, yeah. Um, Future World, um, Universe of Energy in, sp- in particular, and maybe even also Universe the of Wonders Energy. of Life building. Almost making a mini Guardians of the Galaxy land in... Um, in Florida. In Florida. Um, test balloons have been spotted over universe of energy relatively high up apparently so that would mean that the they're not going to just repurpose the building but they're going to demolish it and build something new okay uh disney of course has not said anything about guardians of the galaxy coming to epcot but that's the hot rumor um the only thing we do know is that there were test balloons over the universe of energy the universe of energy obviously is a very very dated Attraction and it needs. Oh something. well, it's now uh, the universe of energy hasn't been called that in ages. You know what I mean, though. Ellen's, Ellen's energy, energy adventure, adventure, which is dreadful. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's dated. It looks it's ridiculous. Dated. It's boring. It's. I mean, I've never been a fan of it. It's just no. a goofy, goofy. Attraction. Not, a, not a big fan. Um, I hope they do something with it. I don't like the idea of a Guardians of the Galaxy because what does that have to do with Future World and Epcot? I mean, if they're doing that, then the, what they're what telling is, what you is... Finding Nemo? Well, I know, but then... What is Soren? Yeah, but I know, but Test Track was really... seemed to be on the right path and so did uh, Mission Space, although it didn't... It's not the as good as is we gone. Hoped. I mean, that's this is what I was going to bring up. It's like... But the most recent edition has been Test Track. Well, I guess Soren most is, is the new Soren, I guess, but... I mean, the most recent, like, real renovated ride has been Test Track, and that really seemed to try to go down the Future World path. And it'd be disappointing if Future World's going to turn into, you know, a Guardians of the Galaxy land on one side, and, you know, maybe a Finding Dory land. That's exactly what's going to happen. Inside Out is going to take over Imagination. That's exactly what's going to happen. And it's just going to be four or five properties in future world, there won't be future world anymore. It'll no, be there isn't now. Pixar Mike. world or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there's barely a future world now. It's hanging on by a thread as we speak. I mean, it's not, you know, there's. It's, it's a little bit of an exaggeration in my mind. N- no, it, because I mean, uh, there is nothing there uh, of all the attractions of all the of the big ticket items in in uh, you know of all the buildings let's let's talk about it that way okay let's talk um, about the buildings let's go w- of, one by one of all the buildings that are there right. um just there's just a, a large group of them that are in desperate need of a makeover oh desperate need of a makeover but almost right. all of them are still but you know categorized as future world or you could categorize as future world which one does not which one doesn't? Well, um, Nemo the, is not Future World. It's not the future. It's just an, true, aqua- it's just an aquarium but, with a ride about a movie. Oh, um, Soren okay. is Soren yeah, is. But that's not the building. That's just an attraction within the building. I mean, you still have listen to the la- or living with the land or whatever it's called. In sure, that which is also incredibly dated and hardly the future. But um, but, but, well, but it's disagree. also most people go into Soren now. All people go into Soren or go into the land now for Soren, and it's just not a future thing. Um, uh, you know, uh, then you have an, a, pavilion, a pavilion that's closed. Um, True. You know, it's there's just there's a transition coming, and it sure. seems to me that the transition is going the way of Nemo and Soren, rather than the way of the test track went. Well, uh, to be honest, I don't really have I don't have a problem at all with Soren and Future World. I mean, it's but to go down the path of just these properties that they have and everything's going to be translated into a property whether that's redoing imagination into inside out and then you know redoing test track into cars 
and then redoing you know mission space into i don't know you know pick some you know space related um um and uh, guardians of the galaxy could do that I mean, it's hard to, to, to criticize it without knowing exactly what it is. Right, because Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, is supposed to be... Incorrect. The what? future? It is not the future. It's taking place now. And another dimension or something. No, like in outer that. space. In outer space. Correct. Right. So he was taken by aliens and brought the, the, the sure, Star Lord. I mean, That's how that is. Sure. And in fact, there... Because there the reason why I thought it was a future, because he's always listening to dated music. And, he, you know, you always think... No, no, no. Of, but no, yeah, no. It takes yeah. place presently. And in fact, I believe the Guardians of the Galaxy characters will likely be in the Avengers Affinity War movies coming up in it a looks, few years. It looks like it, yeah. So, uh, and even in the comic books, I mean, Iron Man was a Guardian of the Galaxy for a little while. Right. Um, so, it, it's contemporary um, in, in that world. Um, as is, by the way, Finding Nemo, um, in you know the exactly the, you know the the the, the uh, seas. Yeah, I get you. I mean, they, <laughs> there's at least a passing. There's at least a in the living seas. At least a sort of passing the living nod, seas. A, a nod to um, in the post-show stuff into uh, aquatic, you know, aquaculture and you know some of that kind of stuff. Um, there is a little bit. Okay, so they can do a passing nod to some. Well, sort we'll of see. We'll see what they're going to do. Space travel. Or I mean, is it going to Guardians be sort of, of a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, and then roller coaster? Wow, I'm, I'm just making something up in my mind. Um, and then you know, as you're walking out, there'll be some you know energy related, <laughs> you know, the future of energy kind of stuff. I mean, if they're going to do a, 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 a why, why not do Wally? I mean, that's at least future world. mm Hmm. They could do something easily with that. In I, I agree. I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's hope the Guardians of the Galaxy rumor is not true. Um, but uh, and, it's and gaining some, you know, some traction here. A lot of rumors in, at at Epcot. Epcot in particular have gained a lot of traction over the years and haven't come true. So the Frozen one came true though. Frozen one that was came talked true, about but for a while. But we can go back to pavilions that are got. You know, I'm still uh, waiting for the Puerto Rico pavilion. Right, which right, about right. Two years ago, right, said it was I'm still on the verge wait, of being waiting announced. for the Equatorial Africa <laughs> pavilion actually to sign up for it. Um, you know, we've heard about all sorts of pavilions being built over there, what Russia the, and stuff like right, that. They had the signs up for Equatorial Africa, Spain, Israel. I remember those. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. old enough to remember those. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. And then there's been a, you know a ton of other rumors about right. about. Epcot right. over the ages, sure. um, but it's gonna. There is a. We've talked about this before. There's a major transition coming. Well, and, clearly, uh, once Star Wars is over, the next thing to get something to make over is gonna have to be Epcot. Has to be. And the only thing that I would stop and say, um, okay, I'm not gonna say this is a bad thing, is because of what you said before, which is that if Epcot, if Guardians of the Galaxy comes to Epcot, then Joe Rody will be in charge of it. So there's reason to be hopeful true. about that. Uh, that. You know, that is true. I because mean, if there things... is somebody who would care about Epcot mm-hmm. and what Epcot means in the Disney history, because California Adventure is basically an open slate, Mike. I mean, they could tear up California Adventure right. and put, make it to whatever they want. Make it into the Disney sort of California studio. Sure. You know, and, and nobody would bat an eyelash at nobody. it. Nobody would care. But um, the Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, and Epcot are the three that people really do care about because right. they have some... I mean, Epcot's is a little more tangential, but it has like a, a, a relationship to Walt. And I think that Joe would respect that to some degree. So let's see how he can figure this one out. Let's hope so. Is there anybody? Is there is there any other future Marvel character that we can? I mean, besides Wally, is that what you mean? Is there any other character we can use in the Marvel world that would be in the future? Off the top of my head, that would I, be in the future that would take place as not a non-contemporary character. No, right? No, not that I could think of. No, I mean the, the comic book characters are pretty are, much are pretty much all right current. Right. I mean, Marvel themselves have done. Um, comic books based upon franchises that took place in the future but those were like movie franchise like they had Star Wars for the longest time for example although well, that's, that's a galaxy but a long time long ago long time ago yeah. but they, they, they've had other ones this was DC you that. can just have the Flash and takes you into the future because the Flash time jumps nobody cares if there's about any, DC everybody does no, no, but I, is there, I don't know one person that cares is there whoa uh, well let's not get into that but 
I always thought that's the that, that this is the answer for, and I've said this to you before too. This is the answer to Universal's issues. Stop paying licensing fees to Disney and get D- DC instead to make a deal with them and overlay everything into a DC character. Sure. So then the Spider-Man ride would become the Batman ride. Sure. Batman, Superman, the Joker, the Flash. Of, right. I mean, they're all, I mean, they're iconic characters. Right. The, just, Flash, the Flash co- coaster, I mean, just paint it red and it'd be the Flash coaster. Batman, <laughs> Superman, and Wonder Woman are iconic Actually, characters. Just leave a green, exactly. green lantern. Be perfect. <laughs> they're iconic characters that are more iconic than anything Marvel has. It's just that Marvel at this moment has the edge in the film industry and so they're big in that people red. but are no there age. is nothing bigger than batman people our age and older know batman and superman more i think kids though are not nah, get out of here spider-man is get out of here spider-man is as big as batman is that's ridiculous batman is uh, i'm not getting into this uh, anyway so uh, are we <laughs> is that it are we done we are done. All right. So there's your news and a lot of really unimportant rants. Um, for, <laughs> from, it's been a while since we recorded. We had for, to get it out of Yeah, we had to get it all out of there. And then you just try to stick a needle in there at the end. Um, <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Uh, certainly follow Mike. He's on there quite a bit. Uh, you can find him at Jumbo, everyone. I'm at Radio Harambe. I don't post a lot on there, but you can certainly communicate with me that way. You can also follow Jombo Everyone uh, on Facebook. Um, if you have any questions or comments about the show, feel free to email us at jomboeveryone at gmail.com. Uh, go to our website, Jombo Everyone, and you'll find um, all of the links to all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and also, please, please, please rate and review the show on iTunes, but only if you really loved it. And so for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride, Quaharini, go well, and thank Thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Kwaku